Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Happy Wednesday. I had to think about the day again. I should know it's Wednesday because it's SAG nomination day, John. Woo! <laughs> I, I actually had that reaction and that kind of energy at 7 a.m. this morning when I was watching the announcements on Instagram Live. I'm still very excited, maybe a little sleepier than I was before, though. Days like this, you just, you know, you, you get up, you do what you got to do. And then, you know, maybe in the afternoon you take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Today, today's not likely a nap day, but maybe it very maybe rarely is, but you know, you can always hope. Maybe I'll sleep tonight or take a nap tomorrow. Are you sleeping? I'm more concerned about your sleep than mine. I... I got about two and a half hours of sleep last night. So that's, you know, that's at least something. That's a win for you, right? Yeah. I slept. That's the important thing. Okay. I'll take Some that. Some days I don't even get that. <laughs> See, yeah. Mike, Mike gets it. Sleep? What's that? Hello, Steve. <laughs> How are you doing today? Um, so, John, I've completely forgotten the order that we're going in today. I believe our first topic is the title topic, if I am correct. Yeah. It is that the news is official. Caitlin Deaver has joined the cast of The Last of Us as Abby. I will read briefly from the Collider.com article. The Last of Us was renewed for a second season shortly after its premiere, with season two set to follow the events of the 2020 video game The Last of Us Part Two. Fans have eagerly been anticipating the casting of, An of Abby Anderson, a key character introduced in the game's sophomore run, whose role is pivotal to the story and the legacy of the game. Thankfully, the wait is over, and it's been announced that Caitlin Deaver has been cast in the role of Abby. Variety confirmed. So... I am not a Last of Us 
game player. I have watched a significant amount of cutscenes over the years. I am very familiar with the lore. I love the first season of the show. So I'm not going to speak about this casting as though I know a whole lot about Abby the character and why I think Caitlin Deaver is best suited for the role. But in my personal opinion, having seen a significant amount of Caitlin Deaver's work, I am a big believer that she could do absolutely anything. And any role, any production is lucky to have her. So I am very happy to have her join the ensemble of this highly acclaimed show that I love. I I will say that Abby, I think, was going to be a tough, a tough character to cast for regardless. Um, so just getting somebody in there who's relatively talented, I think, is all that you're really going to need for that one. Uh, you know, she is, she is a, a buffer character. So, you know, Deaver's going to have to probably put on some muscle, but I think that she'll be able to manage it. So that's not really a, a concern there outside of that. You know, she's going to be carrying a lot of the narrative of the second game on her shoulders. So she definitely has a tough job cut out for her, but you know, she should probably be able to handle it. I think. Just just in case anyone out there is not familiar with Caitlin Deaver's body of work, might I recommend some favorites like Short Term 12, Booksmart is exceptional, and then also if you follow the award season circuit as closely as I do, you have recently been talking a lot about Caitlin Deaver for her work in Dope Sick, which she's also exceptional, and I'm just naming three titles there. You could easily like roulette pick anything on her filmography and be in pretty damn good shape. So highly recommend. Oh, here, I'll bring up Mike Joyce uh, name dropping. No one will save you also. And a movie like that does not work without her performance at its core. And she is exceptional in that movie. She is CCA nominated for that movie. In fact, maybe she will win on Sunday. Who knows? We shall see. There's another piece of news that pertains to The Last of Us Season 2 that dropped right before we went live, I believe, at 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, this is coming from Variety. I'll read from their report. Last of Us Season 2 casts beef star Young Mazzino as Jesse. The Last of Us Season 2 is continuing to build out its cast. Young Mazzino is now the latest actor to join the hit HBO series. Variety has learned. Mazzino will appear in Season 2 as Jesse, said to be, and this is a quote, a pillar of his community who puts every Everyone else's needs before his own, sometimes at terrible cost. So, again, I am not going to speak to the character of Jesse as though I've played the game because I haven't. But as someone who is quite obsessed with Beef and his work in it, I think this is another excellent add to this ensemble and just signals that The Last of Us will continue to soar in its run. It's already doing quite well in terms of fan reception during award season and given this casting, I think that's bound to continue in the, in season two. I actually just had to look up who Jesse was in last of two. Cause uh-huh. I didn't remember. I, I didn't remember a character named Jesse, but now that I've actually looked him up, I, I do very much remember because he did have quite a bit, quite a bit at the beginning of the game, at least. Uh, yeah. I think that this is good. I don't, I actually just heard the news from you. So I don't have too much to comment on this one. Have but you think, watched Beef? No, I haven't. Oh my god! Man. I know I'm terrible. I am probably like I am. I am the worst when it comes to watching things sometimes because I just I just don't have time. Beef is a worthwhile binge, though. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Sometimes you uh, got to treat yourself to sleep. I understand, but other times you got to treat yourself to good shows and films. I will add it to the list. I will th- move it up closer to the top at the very least. I will happily take that um just because um 
this uh, this was part of an interview I had done with Caitlin in the past. Caitlin Deaver used to be my number one uh, fan cast for Ellie back before the show was a thing. I love her work. I think it was in, um, man, I want to say 2020. And she was either on, I feel like it wasn't Collider Ladies Night. I feel like it was at the beginning of lockdown when we were still doing Collider Connections. And we we did a lengthy interview and I brought up all the fan casting for her playing uh, playing Ellie in the show. And you know, it was one of those things where like she was very receptive to it and all that. It's just, you know, it's it's funny to have had that conversation and see the situation evolve and maybe it not pan out exactly that way, but maybe pan out for the better now, just in terms of of timing, quality of role, how this particular role could maybe, you know, expand her body of work and let her do things that we haven't seen her do before. I, I just love this. I want all good things for her. I think I mean I think she would have done a great job as Ellie. Like I think she definitely looks the part for sure. Um but you know, I think that I think that Bella Ramsey did a great job. <laughs> She's exceptional. Like yeah, I have abs- I had absolutely no complaints about her casting as soon as she showed up on screen I was like, "Oh yeah, no, this is Ellie like through and through." She is uh she is something else. Um while we're while we're talking about that, let me at least um list off the SAG nominations that the show scored, because that is our next topic for the day. We have a lot of films and performances to celebrate right now. And, you know, just to give you some, we're going to mainly, we're focusing on film for this conversation, but just because we were just talking about the last, last of us, I'll tell you that it received a nomination for outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series, a very big deal. Um, it also received one for outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series, of course, for Pedro Pascal's work. Bella Ramsey was indeed nominated for outstanding performance by a female actor in a drama series. Um, I believe it got stunts, outstanding action, outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a television series, The Last of Us. And I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. It got all those nominations. I'm like, that's it. Um, yeah, I'm not so seeing it, any others. It did. It did quite well. Quite well at SAG, and I have a feeling that this is going to be a, a, a juggernaut of a series in award season in general. Now throughout its run too. So, one hundred percent. That is where that one stands. Now let's look at the film categories, beginning with outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture, American Fiction, Barbie, The Color Purple, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Oppenheimer. John, what are you rooting for most? What surprised you? You name it. Uh. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm a little bit surprised that Barbie is getting as much love as it is when it comes to the nominations, because while I think the film is enjoyable, I did not necessarily think that the acting was like particularly standout. But that being said, all the rest of the nominations are exactly pretty much exactly spot on what I was thinking was going to happen. If I had to venture a guess as far as total cast, probably killers of the flower moon. I think that they probably had the, the best showing in regards to the actual craft of acting in my opinion, although Oppenheimer up if Oppenheimer pulled out a win, wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. I'm still giving Oppenheimer the edge for the win. Um, I'm not going to say any of these nominees surprised me, but I will say that uh, first American fiction getting nominated in this category, I think, uh, 
continues to to boost its profile during award season. I thought it was getting a Best Picture nomination regardless, but maybe it's going to creep up a notch or two on my list. The big one, though, is The Color Purple getting nominated here because it was a late season entry and it had a lot of ground to make up. And I think as far as its Best Picture nomination goes, it getting this particular nomination is key in that race. So the fact that it got the Outstanding Ensemble nomination at SAG, I think that means it is highly likely now, not just likely that it will also get a Best Picture nomination at the Oscars. All right. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. John, can I brag to you for a minute? Always. Five for five. <laughs> five for five. And I, I think and I want this same group to go on to get Best Actor nominations from the Academy. Honestly, I would be surprised if they didn't. I would not. I do think there's still a chance Leonardo DiCaprio could take one of these spots. And I wouldn't be mad if he did, but I think these might be the five I would pick. Yeah, I mean, to to me, none of these are all that surprising. I think that if if I had to venture a guess on who I think is going to win based on these, I think it's going to be Killian Murphy. Um, I just think that he he just absolutely crushed it in Oppenheimer. That being said, you know, if Bradley Cooper pulled out a win, that also wouldn't surprise me too much. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, I am, just where, that's where that's where my heart lies right now. I do think Killian Murphy has a very good shot. I do think the person he's got to watch out for who could very easily take this win both here and at the Academy Awards is Paul Giamatti for the holdovers. Uh, one of the one of the highlights of the Golden Globes for me was seeing him win and hearing his speech. So I think he has a good chance. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. Annette Benning for Niad, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Margot Robbie for Poor Things. Oh, jeez, I just mixed them up. Margot Robbie for Barbie and Emma Stone for Poor Things. I just for fun. I love that. I understand why no one would ever do this because it would be too expensive of an experiment. But I love the idea of actors swapping roles just to see like the different interpretations. And like now that I've said that, could you imagine if Emma Stone played Barbie and Margot Robbie played Bella Baxter? (laughs) I would enjoy that. I could I could very much see Margot Robbie and poor things. I don't know if I can see. I don't know if I can see Emma Stone and Barbie as much. Like, I think that Margot Robbie just just embodied that role so much that she I have did. a hard time she seeing did. anybody else doing it. She was pretty um, perfect. But yeah, I don't know. That does sound like a fun time. Let's just take all of the all of the lead actors who are nominated for everything. Swap them up. <laughs> Do a scene at least from each other's movies. I have pitched that video series many a times. <laughs> I think it's a hard thing to make happen. Um, performing, whether it's in a full feature film or even just like an experiment like that, is uh, is a lot to give of yourself to something. So I understand it's it. It's incredibly draining. It can be, at least. It does seem like we've got uh, four Close to Sure Thing nominations here for the Oscars in terms of Lily Gladstone, Carrie Mulligan, and Margot Robbie, and Emma Stone. I think Annette Benning is the biggest toss-up at the moment. I love Nyad. I'm very happy to see her name on this particular list. I think if anyone's SAG nomination doesn't translate to an Oscar nomination, she is the one at the greatest risk, but... I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed mighty tight that Nyad SAG love is going to be reflected in the Academy as well. I could, I could see it going that way. But then again, I do, I do kind of agree with you that it, it seems like it's the one that is probably on the most shaky ground as far as if it's going to get Academy love, but 
you know, I think that it's it's a good it's it's a great enough performance that if it got the nomination, I would not be surprised. But if it doesn't, I also wouldn't be surprised. Can I can I add one more thing to our Emma Stone, Margot Robbie role swap idea? You know what else I would think would be really funny? <laughs> I would just like to see, like, let them keep their roles. Like, Emma Stone is Bella Baxter, Margot Robbie is Barbie, but I just want them to do an improvised scene together. <laughs> I think that would be brilliant, actually. Those those two characters in a single scene together might be might be amazing, might also be overwhelming. I think it would be amazing, especially because of how they they process and experience the the world and our our societal reality. I think it would be fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down for it. I things like this easier sell with that. <laughs> things like this, I want to see just all the time. But it's one of those things that, as as you say, it's just so so big of an ask to get it done. Of course. It would be cool, though. It would be cool. All right. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a sporting role. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. Willem Dafoe for Poor Things. Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. And Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Many good names on this list. John, you know who I've been rooting for the most since seeing the movie? Someone who I think has been on the bubble in terms of whether or not he will get a nomination. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. I yelped when his name was called today. Yelped. I was so happy. He's he's one of those actors that every time he shows up, he always seems like he's just giving everything that he can. And he just crushes every. I don't think I've seen a single time where he has appeared where I wasn't absolutely just blown away by his performance. Even when he like guest spotted on like Brooklyn nine, nine and stuff, Mm -hmm. like he just showed up and he just absolutely dominated every moment that he was on screen. So like, it does not really surprise me that he's there. I'm super stoked that he is because he definitely is deserving of all the accolades that he can possibly get. He is very good. He's very good. I really want this to be an Oscar nomination for him as well. The other uh, surprising thing in this or more surprising thing than others in this category is the fact that Willem Dafoe was nominated over Mark Ruffalo. And I'll give Steve credit. This is something that Steve predicted. I feel like I did quite well with my predictions in general. This was definitely like a place where Steve planted his flag and i'm like no 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 that's not gonna happen but it did willem dafoe got nominated and mark ruffalo didn't i'm still i'm a bit surprised i'm not fully convinced that it's going to pan out that same way when it comes to oscar nominations but now i am i'm taking willem dafoe maybe a little more seriously than i had in this particular category yeah i certainly would have i certainly would have thrown ruffalo's name out there and not defoe's for this but you know i'm not i'm not mad about it i'm not angry (laughs) <laughs> All right. Last category that we actually I'll I'll get the stunts one in here too. outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role. Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, Penelope Cruz for Ferrari, Jodie Foster for Nyad and Devon Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. I think there were three locks in this category, Devine, uh, Danielle, Emily, and then Jodie Foster for me was was always on like my next tier for my predictions. Like it felt like she was probably going to get a nomination, but there was a chance she might not. So the fact that she got the SAG nomination is, you know, further cementing in that Oscar prediction that I have. It's Penelope Cruz for Ferrari that was a bit of a curveball just because Ferrari has not been the award season juggernaut people had expected before its release. So The fact that she got in was a little bit of a surprise to me. And I do think that this is going to be one of those situations where 
SAG goes four for five at the Oscars and she does not get a nomination, but someone else does in this category. Maybe someone like Julianne Moore, Taraji P. Henson, Rosamund Pike, America Ferreira. There's other very strong contenders, but Penelope Cruz got this nomination from SAG, so I got to take her chances seriously as well. Of the of the other contenders that you threw out there, which one do you think is most likely to take it? You will be able to read more about this in the Best Supporting Actress predictions that are going up on Collider.com later today. Well, but I will that. I will tell you, I have picked one of those names. And I will use this as an opportunity to tease those articles that I work very, very hard on. So get over there and read them. Collider.com. Keep an eye out. <laughs> They're going up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Stunts, which is not listed properly. I have to search it. Hold on a hot sec, guys. Yeah, I'm Hold like on. Outstanding at- action performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture. Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, John Wick Chapter 4, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. My frontrunner in this category is Mission Impossible. I understand there's a lot of support behind John Wick. Mission Impossible blew my mind in a number of respects. And then my my head scratcher nomination is is Barbie. Uh, Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, okay, um, let's think of let's think of moments that were like big bombastic stunts. The the Ken Civil War on the beach. I mean, things things like, you know, Barbie floating down from the top of her from from her house is is a stunt. Yeah, but like I was trying to think of like stunt. what are the impressive ones that would be getting attention? So the Not a lot fight? of them jumped out at me for Barbie, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I, I will say though that I'm I'm with you. I think it's going to be Mission Impossible. I think that that's the one that to me just seems like the most likely winner out of all this. Although if John Wick pulled it out, I also wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, because I. Both of those films have some really outstanding stunt work. And honestly, when it comes to stunt work across the board, like we just do not. I I feel like the industry does not celebrate it as much as they really should. So regardless of who wins, I think that everybody who was nominated did a great job. Again, Barbie surprises me, but I'm not like that's not to say that I didn't think that what they did was, you know, not great. Mm -hmm. It's just. Not nearly as bombastic as some of the other ones on this list. Yeah, I do. I do uh, look forward to the day when things like stunts, um, casting directors, maybe voice performances are honored at the Academy Awards as well, because I don't think a lot of those fields get enough love during award season. They really don't. That takes us to the end of our SAG Award nomination coverage. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now we will move on to our last topic of the day, which is more casting news, specifically HBO casting news. 
John, I love this news. Do you watch The White Lotus? Uh, that is one of those shows that I didn't pay any attention to until I had to do a video about it. Oh. And then as soon as I had to do a video about it, this was back when I was on Screen Rant. I had to do a video about season two, and I wound up actually watching season one and two <gasps> for the video. So and See, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was pretty I good. Like, I like it a lot. Not, I like my, it a us- lot, not lot. my usual cup of tea, but I, you know, I enjoyed it anyways. So part of the reason why we're covering it today is because the latest person confirmed for the cast of season three is Carrie Coon, who I think is just absolutely electric in every single thing she she's in. I think that her range is endless. I've seen her do so many different things. And all of those things just say to me, like, she's going to make the absolute most out of being I don't know, a very likely, like, entitled, probably bitchy character in The White Lotus who, you know, behaves like a lot of the past characters we've seen on the show. And I I just think this this ensemble is shaping up to be pretty exceptional. She joins Jason Jason Isaacs, Parker Posey, Leslie Bibb, Michelle Monaghan. I mean, in particular, Parker Posey also really excites me. For, for obvious reasons, if you know her filmography, I think she's going to be perfect in this, like playing in this world. And then also, I think uh, I think Parker Posey is long overdue for like a significant resurgence. Like, like I want to I want to see her crush this role and then get nominated for it. You know, that kind of thing. She's so there's good. there's been a lot of people on social media calling for a Parker Posey renaissance. So maybe it's time. I mean, it did. Um, I, I think it, uh, you know, put that possibility on the table last year with Bo. And now, like, she could use that as a launch pad to make that happen with this very popular show. I also think that Michelle Monaghan is very deserving of an opportunity like this. Not to say that she, uh, she I mean, she's been delivering high quality work. One of my favorite movies, um, not 2023, 2022, was a movie she was in called Nanny. Thought she was great in that. But, you know, when you join the cast of The White Lotus, a very popular Emmy title and award season title in general, it gives you it gives you an opportunity to, you know, have a have a different kind of platform, have a bigger platform. And I think she like so deserving of it. And really same with Leslie Bibb. I, like it is about time she is cast in a show like this. And I just can't wait for all of them to make the most of this. This cast is is stacked. I am super excited about this ensemble. I think that it's going to be fun to watch from beginning to end because there's not a single name on that list that I am not excited to see pop up and just be a part of the White Lotus shenanigans. Who is your favorite White Lotus character thus far? That's a bad question for me to have asked. I don't even have a clear answer. That is... uh. I'm also bad with character names, so I'm gonna have to go with a like, say the actor, actor name. It's all good. Uh, Coolidge, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> she's she's just so like white lotus icon right there. Things and so like just floated through everything that was going on in season two, just not really understanding what was happening. And it was just fun to watch. She's she. I mean, she's. 
really epic in that particular role. I mean, speaking of award season, she's definitely getting the love that she deserves. Um, Thinking about season one in particular, someone who made a big impression also because I loved him in Fear Street and I was just excited for him to do other big things. uh, Fred Heckinger playing Quinn. Also because I really liked... I liked his journey and I liked where he landed. It was one of the, uh, I guess it was one of the more heartwarming ends of the bunch in a, in a sense there's, you know, there's some, uh, some like complicated layers to what he goes through as well. But like, I, I was just really satisfied with where they took that character in season one. So he's, he's pretty high up on my list. And then I'll say, really? I'll say I'll say Haley Lou Richardson as Portia in uh, in season two, also because I just really I really enjoyed the social media commentary that happened with that character in terms of people like liking her, not liking her, criticizing her her uh, her uh, costumes and all of that. I I don't know. I had a, I had a fun time engaging in the analysis of that character. See, because I watched because I watched the show after it was all finished and everything, I I missed out on a lot of the like commentary from social media on that. But you know, she was she was definitely a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, which to me, honestly, if, like if I'm having a good time watching a character, that's all that really matters to me. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right, that takes yeah. us to the end of our of our topics. Is there anything you want to promote before we say goodbye? Uh, yeah, be sure to check out the uh, Collider Premium videos that we are putting up over on the website. Uh, when you are scrolling on Collider.com, if you see a article thumbnail that has like a play button in the corner, that means that there is a video element to the article, which is something that myself and a, a team of very talented people are working on producing content for that. Uh, it is like every waking hour of my day these days is being spent working on those videos. So it'd be, it'd be fantastic if you can go in there and check it out and, you know, show them a little bit of love as it were. We don't have a comment section anymore, so you can't like say anything about them, but you know what, get in there, enjoy them. It's, it's a nice little like supplement to the articles and it's, I think a fantastic addition to the website. Personally, I I might be a little bit biased. Can I promote something else for you? Yeah. It's a big deal. And and it's like it's locked. It's happening. We have confirmed it. Like you you got your flights, right? Yeah, I got my flights. Okay. So it's a done deal. I could say this and not jinx anything. Yeah, no. John is joining us at Sundance and it's going to mark his very first Sundance Film Festival, which is a big deal. Big deal, very exciting. And I have a feeling that a significant amount of, you know, the social media coverage you're going to see and also the video coverage that we'll ultimately be posting is going to come through John. So I'm very, very excited to have you part of that team this year. Yeah, I am so I am so stoked to be going. It's going to be we've we've talked about it a little bit and, you know, my main sort of thought on it is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun but it's going to be really really busy <laughs> it's going to be Probably. the best it's going to be the best kind of busy we've already been comparing it to our fantastic fest experience where you did again exceptional work there as well i have a feeling it's going to feel like a very similar vibe except for the fact that it's not going to be 100 degrees it's going to be like 10 to 20 degrees and you're going to be freezing your ass off oh, it's going to be the other way well luckily enough i have it's some fantastic ass. winter gear from hilariously enough most of my winter gear is from when i used to work at a tv station i still have all of my like news for branded <laughs> like, gear so you'll be seeing me in in that and you'll be like 
I didn't know John worked for local news. <laughs> My gear isn't branded like yours, but I will say the winter coat I will be wearing is the one that I specifically bought for my very first job out of college, which speaks to how old it is. Um, <laughs> it's it's like it's a it's a black heavy winter coat when I when I first started working for New York One when I graduated and was standing outside for many an hour in uh, freezing temperatures and needed that coat desperately. So that's what yeah, I'll be wearing. having. Because when I worked in local news, I was in Reno, Nevada. And so a lot of our coverage was like, you know, blizzards down at Tahoe or covering uh, uh, what Donner Pass over in California, like all the chain controls and everything like that. So <laughs> extreme weather was something that we needed to be prepared for. So I'm super stoked to have all of that. So I'm not going to be too worried about Salt Lake City being yeah. You know, Park all City. that cold. But are, we're going to be doing dailies episodes from Sundance. Oh yeah, let's let's see how that pans out. We, high hopes, high hopes. We'll be able to do, high hopes we'll be able to do something. There's some logistical things we still have to figure out, so we shall see. But at the very least, you can keep up with us on a daily basis on our social media accounts and the Collider accounts as well. With that, I will say goodbye. Bye. And I'll also tease one one ladies night thing just because Adam is hard at work on this right now. Our episode for this week is with Renee Rapp, who is just absolutely incredible in the new Mean Girls movie and just like an incredible force in this industry in general of uh, like a positive force on the rise that I'm happy is here and feel very grateful to be able to call the first ladies night guest of 2024. So don't miss that this weekend. And also don't miss Collider Dailies tomorrow. Right here, 10 a.m. Pacific. See you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.